Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are now listening to the Overflow Podcast at thisisoutcry.com. Hello, everybody. This is Joaquin. This is Jake. And this is the Overflow Podcast at thisisoutcry.com. And today we have a very special guest with us. Why don't you say hi on the mic? What up, what up? Uh, That person, if you don't know who he is, which you probably don't because he was in one of our very, very early I think he's been on like twice. No, he's only been on once. No, just one. Just once? one time, yeah. Uh, it's our good... I think he's been on once. It's our good friend. Uh, known him for a long time. And our our music... He's the guy that created the... Coordinator. Uh, creator. Yeah, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the creator of the, uh, the uh, instrumentals that were the intro and outro. And his name is... Angel. 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 Angel uh, Arsuaga. Angel, the he was the, AK, the, the, stand, think, the the standing on chairs holding Bibles and microphones. Down. Angel Araswaga, aka Angel. You won't Instrumento. you won't be able to live that down. No, that won't never. That's okay. We all have That's we all okay. have something. Every everybody's got a bad. Right? We all have cover. something. That's true. <laughs> well, it was Joaquin's idea, so I'm okay. <laughs> you didn't say no. So we, I don't know what I was getting myself into. Well, I know less. We're both. We're both. I still have that CD. Do you? I'm gonna. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna get it. It's upstairs in a box. I'm gonna get it. Take a picture of it. And put it up on our Instagram. Yes. Yeah, so so no. get. Wait, <laughs> Angel had like like his hair was a little curlier at the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. He was real pretty. Now it's um, all now it's all white. Now it's all white because his kids drive him. Yeah. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> Children are a gift from God. Uh well, that's a gift that is thankfully not in my house. Um, so what's up, guys? What? Uh, how's your week been, real quick, Jay? Um, dope, man. This week has just like ghosted by because you know I'm not paying attention to anything but tomorrow. But tomorrow, what's tomorrow? Tomorrow's the last day of work because <laughs> then Saturday we're chilling, Sunday we're chilling, then we're driving down to Miami, Miami we're chilling, and then we're. Off to, off to to see what will people think if they hear that we're Jesus freaks. That's right. Uh, I guess no one will say anything because they'll be a boat full of Jesus freaks. <laughs> well, with the exception of the staff, maybe. Well, they might be Jesus freaks. We don't know. What's up? What's about you, Angel? How's your week been? Oh, it's, it's good so far. I'm, I'm in vacation, so I, they usually give me two weeks. So the first week, I just rest at home, and then the second week, I take it around December and just go down to Florida, or Puerto Rico, or whatever. But this week I'm just resting. Just resting, yeah, just resting. Ah, uh, that's awesome. Rest. Support. Your week. Rest supposedly is good. My week has been all right. Uh, you know, some successes, some failures, <laughs> some disappointments, but uh, overall, 
overall, I got to say it has been not bad. And tomorrow's your last day, too. And tomorrow's also my last day. Tomorrow's Friday. And then I'm off to uh, heaven. I'll see you guys later. I'll see you guys uh, (laughs) 70 to 80 years. All right. So you guys guys that follow or that listen to us know that my job is a little crazy, right? So I have to tell you, before we get into the next segment, I have to tell you real quick what, what happened today before I left work. So... What happened, Jay? So as everybody knows, we're 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 doing this countdown, right? For before we leave to the cruise. For the cruise. So tomorrow is not only Friday, the last day of the week, but it's also like my last day until like for the whole week because we're out, we're gone for a week. So today, before I leave work, yo, before I leave work, my supervisor comes over to me and she's like, "Hey, I got I got a gift for you," and I'm like, "Oh." Well, yo, she's going to give me a gift for my nice. birthday I before like, I leave, right? I like gifts. Yeah, no. She gave me a brand new branding project for a new magazine that we're doing so that I can do the branding, design the the ad templates for this new magazine tomorrow before I leave. So by the time I come back, wow. Like by the time I come back, it could be that the everything I do tomorrow all day will be changed completely. Right, sounds awesome. Right, so but you sounds know, crazy. I, I, I got to do it. And I, I, the funny <laughs> thing is that I'm looking at her and I'm like, you know that after tomorrow I'm on vacation for a week, right? She's like, yeah, you got this. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's uh, what a jerk. Uh, it's <laughs> all right because you know after tomorrow I'm on vacation. <laughs> no, but no, but that potentially. Makes you have to work longer, longer tomorrow to get that finished. So, it's, so he's thinking, you know, tomorrow six thirty, whoop whoop. Now it's like, yeah, tomorrow nine o'clock. Oh, I'm still here. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> so this is week four of our um, uh, countdown to the Jesus Freak, to the Jesus cruise. Freak cruise, um, and as. The first three weeks, we've played the their last. Their, we we've been counting down with their last four albums, right? Because we didn't count the first one because we were a week too late. Correct. So we've been counting down. Last week we did their Jesus Freak album. Well, first we did New Thing. New Thing, God is doing it. <laughs> you know He's doing a new thing. Then we did Free at Last. Free, free, I'm free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. Sure? Last week, I'm free at last. Are you sure that's not Elvis? Almighty, this sounds like Elvis. Last, free, free. last week, last week with the Jesus freak. What will people think if they hear that I'm a Jesus? Like, you're going to go higher. When they find that it's true. <laughs> you're doing like your best Jack Black impersonation. <laughs> and this week's album is Supernatural. Supernatural. <laughs> But that's not the song. We're but playing. that's not the song we're gonna play. <laughs> I think this is the first week that we're not gonna play like the title song to an album. So yeah, and the reason is the reason I said yeah this this because Supernatural is such a, like a mellow song. So I thought let's let's play into Jesus because it's a little it's a little more a little up, more upbeat. upbeat yeah, not but super upbeat. but not only that, but like Supernatural. We've been we've been saying this for a while. Supernatural is probably their most. Um, What's the word? Uh, I totally brain farted just pop now. Pop album? No, 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 no,
Underrated. Right. Thank you. There you go. Their most underrated album, yes. right? And of 13 songs that it has, I believe. Yeah. I um, maybe one is not as good as the rest, but like the right. album is full of like right, really a, dope songs. Right. It's, it's not, not that it's that's bad. the one that has uh, red letters, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah I, I love that. Yeah. It's not that it's the bad that there's one bad song. It's just that it's not as good. Right. So it's still good, but not like. Yeah, it doesn't have, um, it's not an album of hits, right, necessarily. Like, it mm-hmm. doesn't have, like, those, you know, like. The one Jesus, standout you know, songs. Like, you know, Free at Last was, you know, Free at Last, right? Right. Or, or Jesus is Just All Right. Like, those were the big hits. And then you had, you know, New Thing. Or, you know, it's New Thing. That was the big hit. <laughs> um, and then Jesus Super, Freak was Jesus Freak, you know, right? Yeah, so Jesus Freak was Jesus Freak and maybe um, uh, In the Light, right? But but the thing, but the thing with. Supernatural is that, I mean, it's just a consistent album all the way through. It's like one of those albums you listen to front to back, and it's just a consistently good album. You know, it doesn't have the hits, like doesn't, like oh yeah that you know, but it's uh, just a consistently really good. Right, like it's it was hard. It was very difficult, like to pick one song. Right, right. We try to do the um, just go with the title track. Right. But um, I'm glad. I'm glad. So, so, um, so, so anyways, DJ, hit that track. So, DJ Push Play is going to make a, <laughs> a comeback. Quick, a quick <laughs> comeback. Uh, we're going to listen to uh, Into Jesus uh, by DC Talk off of the Supernatural album.
I'm into Jesus. Oh, hey, you. Yeah. I'm into. Ooh, 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 G- That's the remix. Jesus. All right, DJ Push Play has retired. Has gone back. Has gone back into retirement. For anybody listening, I used to DJ, and I was a very terrible DJ. And that you were. Yeah. I had these CDJs, and so. Uh, whenever I would I would back up Angel because Angel used to rap, so he would be like, "Hi, right, DJ Push Play," and it just became DJ. Even though my DJ name was DJ, what was it? Phantom. 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 It was DJ? I don't even remember. It was DJ Phantom. Angel, Angel, and uh, Jay are mean to me, uh, so they they would call me DJ Push Play. And then <laughs> we find out that there was an actual DJ Push Play. Funny thing is that we used to call you that. I think we used to call you that only, if not only, then mostly. At Club ATL. Was it? I don't. All I know is I heard it a lot. <laughs> I think it was at Club ATL. I'm not going to say well, I hurt my feelings. I didn't. The good thing, <laughs> I, I didn't start. Say, I didn't start that. I don't I, know who started the I DJ think, push play talk, thing. I, I, talk about this I, I just. I think you did, Angel. No, no. I would have remembered that. I think you did, Angel. Yeah, I always make. I, I always remember who I make fun of. Always. <laughs> I have a list. Um, it starts with grandma all the way down to. <laughs> Somebody I just met yesterday. No, I, I, I swear, I really think that somebody I just met yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I think that all started. A long at, list. I think that started at um at Club ATL, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's the first place I heard that. Was it? I don't. I, I don't think so. I thought it was. I thought it was like something we did with Scott Free. Nah. I think it started um know. in the Luis Palau, the Luis Palau gig that was yeah. in uh. Um, in Covington, in Covington. Mm-hmm. Conyers. In Conyers, yeah. Yeah, I think it started think there because you were there, but there, there was somebody, I think there was somebody else DJing that day, and then you came in. No, it was man. just, it was and just. And we were doing, they were doing the BMX. Yeah, it was, no, he oh. was the only DJ. Yeah, I was the only guy. Okay, okay. Uh, who knows? I think it started, if I remember, that's what it started, when it started. All I know is that um, you guys are mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, sh- there's no need for that, dude. At least I, at least I put you in a song. Uh, it was a terrible song, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the song, the song, it wasn't a real song. It was, nah, it, was it was one of those Tiraera songs, yeah, those, those low key Tiraera songs. Yeah. No, the no, nah, you know I'm not even. Um, yeah, I think that song needs a sequel. We're very low key Tiraero. And now, now that we got a, a closer, a studio closer to home. Word. Yes. Word. Yes. Uh, Yo. Yo. I think that song needs a sequel. I think we're gonna have a sequel to Sinister Minister. Um, I think that's all. That was the song, wasn't it? Yeah, Sinister, it was Sinister, Sinister Minister. Minister yeah. <laughs> 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 it'll be called it. Call it Sinister. I don't know. I, you know, I'm not gonna say because I know we need everything we need, I popped in my head would probably get me in trouble. We need to record a new album, right between the three of us, the three of us together, and call it Seven Seven Seven. Seven seven seven. Jay Z's four four four. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your next topic? <laughs> so why seven seven seven? Because the Lord said you need to give seventy times. Yeah. Forgive seventy-seven times seven, son. <laughs> All right. So anyway, you and can tell. Seven is the number of completion. So three sevens is even more complete. <laughs> so let it be finished. So, so let it be done. So as you raptured. can as you can tell, like when the three of us get together, forget about it. It's it's a it's a two man three ring circus. Um, but 
Yeah, I said that on so, purpose. But we're gonna get into now that we laughed a little, we're gonna get into a little something that's I, not as funny, right? So there's there's two things we're gonna talk, or there's three things we're gonna talk about today as, as we dive into this. We're gonna talk about this next article, which is kind of messed up, but we're probably gonna making jokes about it. <laughs> uh, then we're gonna talk about uh, we're gonna give you guys our uh, initial uh, spoiler free uh, Spider Man. Homecoming review because we just saw it. We just so it's got out of the theater. It's fresh in our in our mem- memories, and then we're going to talk about today's topic, which is grace. You know what we have learned. So, to uh, Jay, why don't you go ahead and introduce what's what's the messed up article? That, All right, so that we saw. It's funny how you asked me to to talk about this and to bring this up. You're the pastor. You're the one that sent me the article. <laughs> I. I you were angel, y'all the pastors, so right. y'all, y'all so, get to bring that up. So check this out. Um, so Joaquin, as our listeners already know, as you guys already know, Joaquin always finds the articles. I always find the messed up ones. Always the messed up articles. <laughs> right. So he sent me an article which is titled, yo, I can't read this without laughing now. Wait. Is this funny? Right. Wait. He sends me an article that um, headlined... Vatican rocked. Police raid drug-fueled gay orgy at Cardinal's apartment. Right? So say what? Chicka chicka. Zigga zigga. So apparently out in Rome, on the outside of the Vatican City, th- at least, you know, there's some there's some grace in that, that it was outside the walls. It wasn't right. within the walls. Right. Um, some, some some neighbors were complaining about a loud party and people coming in and out. Right. Strange. You know, uh, like strange people, people coming in and out yeah, of the apartment. Know coming in and out. Right. And um, when the police were called and when they came, it says that they found a drug fueled homosexual orgy taking place. Right now. <clears throat> granted, it wasn't it wasn't the pope and it wasn't. The owner of the apartment, right? The owner of the apartment was a cardinal, but it wasn't. Well, but he wasn't involved. Well, the apartment either. actually belongs to the Catholic Church. Right, right, right. Now here's the thing, because I'm, I'm I have a different article. The flat, right? The apartment belonged right. to the Holy Office, which is in charge of tackling sexual abuse amongst the clergy. So how's that for like a twist of? Of that's irony, like a that's right? like a Shyamalan twist, <laughs> right? It's, it's crazy, like, you know. So the the apartment belongs to the office that's in charge of investigating sexual abuse, and there's all kinds of sexual shenanigans going on in there, and and drugs, and drugs, and drugs, and drugs. But the thing is that the apartment was the person living in the apartment was a cardinal, a cardinal, right? Yes. But he wasn't there; it was his secretary. He didn't commit a cardinal sin. <laughs> Right, wow. it was his secretary who was there, like, and, and just like throwing this this gay drug fueled party. Well, party <laughs> orgy, right? Because one says one article says party, the other one says orgy, <laughs> right? And um, and it's like the, the the pope was was outraged. Yes, the pope was furious right? because you know, um. You know, take away whatever feelings you might have uh, about the Catholic Church or any of that stuff. That just might be wrong. Um, the Pope, this can't be, you know, now, you know, and, and me and Angel, I mean, me and Angel, well, I'm sure Angel too. 
me and Jay have, have talked about, you know, the Pope has said some things we've disagreed with and we've tried to parse and try to understand. But you can't say this about him, is that he has tried to clean up. You know, and he has been serious about trying to clean up the image of the, the church. The image of the church and, and getting, you know, getting a, a lot of light of the uh, the scandals, getting those people moved, getting them out. Uh, you know, he has he has been trying to, but I mean, it being such a huge organization, uh, you still got you still got those problems. Angel doesn't agree. Angel Angel made a face. Well, why, what do you say, Angel? Why did why do you make that face? I have my my own opinion about. No, that's why I'm asking. Well, the whole that thing was the question. <laughs> no, I I, re, I reserve those to myself. All right, all right. So I'm gonna let everybody. Angel's a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> so the the, the, so the, the the orgy was sponsored by the Illuminati. <laughs> Angel's gonna kill me when we um, No, nah, Angel. What I mean, what what is it? You know, what's your what's your opinion? What do you think? I mean, that's what this this is about. That's why you're here. We want your opinion uh, about the subject. In hand, at hand, yeah, the article, uh, the article, um, no subjects in hand. Uh, all I gotta say is, man, uh, we just uh, have to have grace for 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 people for people like this, man. I just have no other, no other. You know, you're no. killing me, Angel, because huh? you you opinionated, and then we got you on the mic, and all of a sudden you just don't want to be sharing your opinions. Yeah, well, this things that's. There's been, you know, there's a saying where there's a smoke, there's fire. Um, so um, a lot of times, you know, this is not only the first thing that has come out of, you know, something that has to do with the Vatican or with the Pope, the Catholic Church, right. um, and, and, something and that's, like this. So, and that's the thing. Like, the Catholic Church has been riddled mm-hmm. with, like, controversy, sec- and, and most of it, right? We could say that the, a large bulk of it has to do with a lot of sexual sin, whether yes. that be yes. homosexual sin, whether that be child molestation, or like um, my father-in-law is always telling me about how the priests in Poland have like secret families that they go to, and right. you know what you know. So it's always been it's 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 like a shadow of sexual sin right, over the Vatican and the Catholic right. Church, right? right? Like we 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 all know that. I mean, a great mm-hmm. movie was made about it, right? Um, what was it called? One about Bo- in Boston. Um, uh, I don't know, remember the name of the movie, but yeah, I know I know which one you're talking right? about. You know, so yeah, that's 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 common knowledge. But the deal is that, right, regardless of anything, right, regardless of anything, and and we here at Overflow, we we try to push this as much as possible every week, is that, you know, we as believers, right, as Angel said, we try to show grace. Right. We try to show grace and we try to, you know, remember that, yes, we're, we're, we're all fallen and uh, we're all in need of, of prayer and, and things like that, including those that are caught up in, in the Vatican lie. But um, it's just it's just a messed up thing. And the irony cannot, you know, right. you can't escape the I irony. I don't think it could be thicker. And that's the thing. Like, you know, look, I, I you know, I think, you know, I, I stand. I mean, the. The the you know the Pope is in a very, uh, it's it's a strange it's a strange position to be yeah, in. It's a precarious position. As far as you're trying to, you have all these scandals. You're trying to because you know like, 
you know, and it's just one of those things where he just apparently, like, you know, the the guy that he put in charge of cleaning up the financial messes that the church has had and the murkiness <laughs> of financial stuff that's been going on, he he stepped down, uh, I think, last week or week before because he got accused of sexual, um, basically sexual misconduct or sexual assault uh, by uh, some female hairdresser, I think is what right. it was. she was a hairdresser. Um, or she is. So, the you know, so I feel... It's one of those things where, you know, um, uh, you know, when people talk about CEOs, you know, they make so much money and they do this and they're bad. And this is, that's because we don't understand the things that they, they have to do. Right. right. We only see it as, well, they just this is we just see a position, but we don't under, we don't always like understand when I started working at Home Depot and the CEO that was there, Frank Blake. I mean, he would come in every day. He was there seven days a week for no no less than six to seven hours. Wow. Even on Sundays, right? Sometimes he would leave a little early if he was going on a trip or something for a day, right? He would go to a a trip for a day with his family, but then he'd be back the next day. So um, what that showed me was that, you know, it's not it's not always what it seems. Right. Um, But, you know, the the, the second thing I thought was that, uh, you know, we got to be careful. And I I was sharing this with the guys earlier. and I'll, I'll just say it again for those listening. You know, we, we, it's, it's easy to get caught up in, in seeing what happens to other organizations and, and go like, oh, you see, look at that. You see, that's how we know, that's how we know they're corrupt. And, you know, we have the same stuff that happens in, you know, in our backyard. Uh, I mean, I, I, I had a pastor that divorced his wife and cheated on her with the children's minister. You know, Jay had a pastor that was had a woman in a whole nother country. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and he was with the youth pastor. And he wife. was with the youth pastor's wife. You know, uh, you know. I remember youth growing pastors up, pay attention to your wives. <laughs> yeah, well, all pastors. Well, I think it's like one thing. I, there's, there's, there's a, there's, um, there's this rapper called Bicosi from Puerto Rico, and el filósofo, el filósofo. And one thing he says in one of his songs is like, he he's fallen so many times. You know. But he, he in his song he says, "But the reason y'all make a big deal out of it is because I'm famous, right? And I'm known. What about those people that we don't know of, right? That keep falling and getting back up? So, you know, putting it together to what Joaquin is saying, it makes sense. Um, we have to really be careful what we say, what we think, because your next door neighbor probably that you have them in a in a high." Right. You know, uh, you know, you think highly of them. They probably doing the same thing. Yeah, but yeah. since they're not famous or known or they're not in social yeah. media. Um, yeah, you might not know. You about might know, no, not nobody. Well, and, then the, and then the third thought I had about this article was. Um, <clears throat> this is nothing new. Yes. Um, the whole the whole reason we're Protestants is because a guy by the name of Martin Luther, when he went to Rome he saw this stuff happening. He saw priests yes. involved in all kinds of sexual sin, all kinds of uh, financial sin. I, I guess I can't think of what the word would be, but you know, like uh, living off of the church, right? right. Richly, right? Mm-hmm. So um, walking around with prostitutes and then being involved in, in the same kind of stuff. The same orgies. Rome, you know? Rome is Rome, and that's why. And that, <laughs> it's historical Rome, know? and that's why he, um, right? That's why he came up with the ninety five thesis, and that's why, you know the Lutheran church and then the Protestant, you know, so it's, it's one of those things where we always, we always want to appear shocked when we hear this kind of stuff, but it's nothing new. 
Right. right? Even scripture tells us, ain't nothing new under the sun. It's, it's, it's been going on. It's just, unfortunately, <clears throat> we've got way more media today. Yeah. <laughs> so we know about all this stuff that's happening a lot sooner, a lot quicker than, you know, 30 years ago, we might have heard about this, you know, eight months after it happened or whatever. But now, yes. you know, now it's like instantaneous. So be careful, people, because everybody will find out your, your dirt. That's so, so funny. I, I watched the movie. Don't be putting stuff on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the movie. Um, don't be like Rob Kardashian. The Circle the other day. We'll be unbroken. Right? Yes. And it's about, it's about all that, about, like the connectedness and the instant news um, that we had. That, you know, that, that whole thing that we're living in now. And it was like exactly that, Right. Like the cameras everywhere and everybody talking about everything and everybody connected and showing yeah. and showcasing. And it was it was it was a little bit like it was a little bit scary. It's, it's creepy. It's a little bit scary. So Google's our overlord. Um <laughs> So, you know, anyway, so I yeah, I had found that article. I thought it was I thought it was very interesting. Um just because, you know, if you think of just kind of, you know, the the Pope having said things like we're you know, we want to clean things up and then you know, this kind of stuff happens, uh, you know, right outside Vatican City, you know, and right outside. And, and, and it happens to one of his, to the secretary, to one of his advisors kind of thing. So it's just like, oh, it's messed up. We always got to, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I'm in the office of the thing that that I'm person glad, is supposed to be going in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, working towards. I'm glad I'm not, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that. Um, so let's kind of, let's, let's kind of move on. Let's move on. Jump up to today. All right, so today or Thursday, so we, so as you know, we record this Thursday. Um, Jay, Angel, myself, Gwen and Saw, the best Spider-Man movie ever out of the eight that have been, not how many have been made? Three, four, five, five, five that have been made. Uh, we saw Spider-Man Homecoming, and I give it... I'm not going to tell you what I give it yet. Wow. Not yet. But, uh, so this this is the actual six six movie, right? This right. is the yeah. six, six Spider-Man. Movie. Yeah, six the Spider-Man six. movie. <laughs> not counting the TV movie. So that would be the seven. Um, TV movie? What's it? it was a TV show. The show? Yeah, it's a show. So what you think? What you think of the movie, Angel? Remember, no spoilers. No spoilers. Um Everybody dies at the end. <laughs> um, that was terrible. Uh, sorry, I cried. Uh, yeah, um, no. Um, like you said, the best Spider-Man movie I've seen. Um, I'm a comic freak, so just to see how this Spider-Man was a lot like what I read. Um, I got happy. <laughs> I was so happy. I had a smile in my face. <laughs> the whole movie, like, yes, you know. Yeah. So I, lo- I, lo- I loved it, man. I loved it. I love what they did with uh, you know, with Peter Parker and and everything. Vulture, everything was amazing. It's, it was it was awesome. Okay. Um. So so what was what was your favorite? Maybe your favorite part of the movie, your favorite scene in the movie that doesn't I, get, that doesn't give I, anything away. All right. Well, it's it's not it's, it's not a scene. I can just say um, how they actually made you know portrayed Peter Parker. How he he was that that clumsy fifteen year old at the beginning, and then 
You know, it wasn't something like I told you guys before. He went from zero to 100 in one movie. Oh, he don't know nothing. Now he's super Spider-Man, you know, <laughs> uh, like they, they tend to do in movies. Like in one movie, they want to crunch everything in. Right. We got to see the Spider-Man that everybody says he's the he's a beginner. You know, so that's what I love. That love the movie. Okay. Uh, so, Jay, uh, uh, Spider-Man, what what's your thoughts? Um, I think we're all in agreement here. Um, well, like we're all, you're going to hear from all of us saying that it's the best portrayal of Spider-Man on the big screen. Yeah. Except for right. Spider-Man 3, but that's okay. <laughs> He's <just> such a <laughs> jerk. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. It's the best, the best Spider-Man, right? It's the best Spider-Man. And I think um, in agreeing with Angel, right, um, they, they kept him. You know, it was a complete reboot that we saw start in Civil War when he was a teenager, right? So we're able to see him growing into his abilities, going into his powers, also growing into his life, right? And um, yeah, I like I loved it. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. Right. I, 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 I'm gonna have to see it again with Junie. Yeah, usually when you see it again, you um you kind of got that that hype is not there. You can just chill like a like a boxing match. You know, the boxing match. You're like yeah, 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 and then you watch it again. and You're like. He did squeeze in there that jab and that uppercut. He did hit that low, you know, that low blow. Uh, we need to see that with with Spider Man again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt, I think it's the best. I'm so like, I'm so happy, right? and you, we were able to see the results of Spider Man. Well, basically, <laughs> like homecoming, like going back home and being with and being under the tutelage of Marvel, right? Because right. it's it's there. Like Spider Man is there. Spider Man is basically their Superman, right? Spider Man is. The Marvel image. He's the Marvel superhero. Yeah, he's and, um, he's the yeah he's their he's their Trinity, right? He's like right. <laughs> he's, the, he's the he's the the the, the most uh, was it uh, the most recognized, recognized uh, Marvel you know comic book hero uh, hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about DC? See what I did there. <laughs> you got well, the Superman and well, the Batman super, fan here super, in front of me. Uh, how about DC? Who's the uh, we all know. We all who's, know. The, who's the face? Uh, uh, we all know it's Batman. It's three, uh, it's three faces. The face of DC is, is the Trinity. I did this on purpose. Okay, yeah, continue. But it's, but, right. it's, <laughs> but it's the Trinity. It's all three of them. Like You see it everywhere. It's the Trinity. But yeah. back to Spider-Man. Um, to answer your question that you asked Angel about the favorite scene, and I, I can say this with it being spoiler-free, for me, my favorite scene was the, um, the ferry scene. Okay. Right, like yeah. he was really trying to come into his own. Yeah. But the one thing, and I think Joaquin, you and I have discussed this, the one thing that has disappointed me the most about the other Spider-Man movies is that they never showcase how strong Spider-Man is. Right. Yes. Right? A lot of stuff on his web, on his webbing, and right. running, flying around, swinging around. But like they don't really pay, they don't really show that Spider-Man is freaking strong. Right. Right? And when you see the ferry scene, like you see how strong he is. Right? And I mean, and I can say that because like they've shown they, that. They showed it in the trailer, yeah. And the commercials and stuff. But like that, like to see it on the big screen and like see everything that happened, yeah. like you're able to see the sequence, right? That that was my favorite You know, what's scene. funny is that that scene, though, is still very <clears throat> reminiscent of uh, Tobey Maguire's. The train scene. The train scene, in, mm-hmm. in, which in, in, in that, that was the second Spider Man. Right. Uh, and that that was the one showing I think of of that trilogy that showed that this dude was like crazy strong, mm-hmm. 
stop the freaking moving train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Right? And in, in the Amazing Spider-Man, there was nothing on, on his strength. Nah, they didn't. And, and also showed that he wasn't fast enough. But <clears throat> this one was, yeah. Yeah, this ah, very very I'm looking good. looking forward to seeing what else is gonna happen with with this kid Tom Holland and Spider Man. Uh, yeah. So for me, um, I'm you know, so I'll, I'll say it so that we can we can just have it said three times. I think yeah, it is the best. <laughs> it is the best Spider Man. Um, uh, I was telling the guys earlier. I think I think it I think it moves up uh, out of my top three uh, Marvel movies. Um, I think it, it might make it. I'm gonna have to. I might have to watch it again and kind of think about it. But uh, I think it's up there with with what I think are the, you know, the top, you know, top three Marvel movies. Um, and it had it had everything. I thought it had everything that a Spider-Man movie should have. You have uh, the young, young Peter Parker, right? Because he's a sophomore in the movie. Because I think even in Amazing Spider-Man, he was already like a senior. Correct. Right? So you have. He's a sophomore, right? So you have young, because his voice is cracked, like his voice cracks, like he's a kid, right? He's growing into his into his puberty, <laughs> you know. We're laughing because we're thinking about Jay Sun. Like that was Jay Sun a couple <laughs> years Junie. ago. <laughs> um, uh, and and for me, for me, some of my favorite, uh, my favorite scene is really the 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 sequence. Um, uh, so there's a scene where he goes into a bodega to, to get some food. Right. And then he leaves. He changes into into his new suit that Tony Stark gave him. He changes into his new suit, and he just goes out to play with the new suit and try to be a hero. And I, I love that whole sequence because it's, I mean, you see him like just swinging. Uh, you see him kind of fall sometimes. You see him bored. You know where he's just kind of like, like there's nothing to do. Like you know he's like he's just looking yeah. to try to find something to do. Um, you know, you see him on the street, on the street level, like you know, he and you scene. see him making mistakes. He makes, you know, right. he's like giving directions, and he's like, like in the trailer where he gets the bike, and he's like, "Hey, whose bike is this?" Like, yeah, he tries, he tries to help, and it goes backwards. I like right. that. You yeah, know. so it was. I, I love that whole sequence because it was him. He's testing the suit, and he's just, um, I mean, he's having, he's having, uh, like, he's just having a good time. You know, and I love, I love, I love the special effects with him climbing on the walls and stuff. That was, that was That's pretty dope. That was so great. Um, and I loved his suit once he, once he kind of, once he kind of got it going. It was, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was pretty ill. Um, so uh, is there, is there, is uh, what do you guys think of the villain? Because now, because me, me and Jay, me and Jay, our biggest complaint about Marvel movies is that their villains. I tend to be weak, even, you know, even if there's like, uh, you know, I'm gonna get revenge. But even then, it's just kind of like, meh. So what do so you think of what do you think of Michael Keaton, Keaton's uh, Vulture? Best Batman. I'm sorry. Best. <laughs> best, <laughs> <laughs> best Vulture. Bat Vulture. No. Um, finally, Marvel. Finally, I can say that Marvel put a good villain in a movie. Has a good villain. Right, good right. villain. But like that's the thing. Like we've discussed this, right? Every Marvel movie has had a sucky villain. Right? For me, the worst has been Civil War with the Zemo. supposed Baron Zemo, Zemo. Right? Garbage. All their villains have been garbage, right? They've been easy and then they've been easy to, to defeat or they're easy to kill, right? It's like it's been like it's ridiculous. Right? Ultron should should have been like that the villain before, you know, Thanos. 
and you get this hint of Thanos only in the post credit scenes, right? Right? Or, well, you had him sort of in Guardians of the Galaxy, but like the Guardians of the Galaxy guy was the guy with the Ronin, right? right? So, like, their villains have been sucky, right? Like, garbage. But Vulture, and I think, and I think what, what saved Spider Man with the villain is that Michael Keaton as an actor is like super intense. Right, he has right. this intensity about him, and even in a comedy and anything he does, right? Even if he does a comedy, like back in the day, um, like Mr. Mom or whatever, he, yeah. like his acting, he's such a great actor, and he has this 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 brooding intensity that, like, he just was he was he was perfect. He was menacing, and that's the thing. Like, he wasn't scary, he wasn't like super evil, but he was he was menacing. Right, I think I think he's uh, he's been the the. Uh, he, he's he's a, a multifaceted villain, right? Because, uh, and that's what I liked about him. It wasn't just, it wasn't just about the one thing, right? Right. You know, all the other villains uh, so far has it's just been about the one thing, right? Uh, and you don't feel any connection to the villain. I think, and I think that's part of what makes a good villain, right? Is that you, you there's there's you have to feel some kind of connection with that villain, right? Mm-hmm. Some, some understand, um, maybe understand his motivation somehow. You know, uh, you know why should you not like this guy? Kind of, you know, uh, kind of thing. With Zemo, it was like all, at the very end is right in Civil War. At the very end is when you find out, oh, it's because your family died. Like right. in so, Sokovia. You know, so that's at the very end, of, near the very third act of the movie is when you figure out why he's the way he is. Whereas with with Spider-Man, what was great was that they established they established his character right at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. right? So they let us see how he began and then why just, he began and why he began, and then throughout the movie, he he's got he's got uh, multiple motivations, you know, he's got dual motivations, and I think that that kind of rounded him out a little better than than you know. Uh, you know, than any of the other guys, you know, it's just like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm mad at you, you know, and, and it, <laughs> he wasn't, you know, and all the other villains, and if you think about Marvel, like the, their villains um, was all about getting the hero. Mm-hmm. Think about that, right? So like, in all the other Marvel movies, the bad guys was always about, you know, stopping, getting Thor, getting Iron Man, getting this guy, getting that guy. Uh, Spider-Man's villain wasn't about defeating Spider-Man, right? For a, for a good part of the movie. So it, it, he's a different, you know. He's that was everything he did wasn't based off of that. What you think, Angel? I agree. I agree. Um, I double everything you guys said. Um, obviously, Michael Keaton. Um, I don't know if he did win an Oscar for um, Birdman. He was, he was, yeah, he did, right? Um, for that one, he was nominated for it. Um, but just to know that you have that um, actor yeah, caliber of acting right. as a villain, whew, man, just the- just this to know, man, this guy played Batman, man. 1989. Today, you're still talking about. He's still Batman. 1989 Batman. Right. You're still talking about Michael Keaton. Um this guy goes all out and everything. He plays Beetlejuice. Like, my God, you know, so many movies you can talk. Yeah, 
so many movies you can talk about, man. But he did an awesome job. I, I, I loved how who, who he was without the suit. Right. Yes, he was still scary. Right. So you you had that even when he's, you know, without giving up, you know, welcoming, you know, uh, uh, Peter Parker and talking to him and shaking his hand and and, and you know having an actual conversation with him as you know the man with the kid right. no uniforms no nothing no right. suits no nothing um still scary you, it was a scary yeah dude. you still had that this guy is the he's the man <laughs> like this is him you know so um i, I I'm, I'm with you guys man it's the, the my favorite uh spider-man movie and um and marvel villain as a villain for a marvel movie yeah okay, i loved so, it so listen so go watch it um it, if you can watch it in 3D, well, I think I think it was worth it in 3D. Yes, um, I like, I, and the reason I, I like, so I was the one that was like, let's watch it in 3D, is because all the Spider-Man movie are fun to watch in 3D because when he's swinging through the buildings, that, that third dimension really to me it just makes it so much more fun. <laughs> yes, <laughs> see him eh. go through there. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's necessary me, to watch this. In 3D. I, no, I, I think you should if if you if you liked it. You know, if you want to, because of those scenes, I like the the depth of when he's swinging. That's just yeah, my, and, the, my and the, those scenes where he's getting shot at and he's dodging everything that's coming. You know, that I like that yeah, as well. So I, uh, but regardless of whether you want to watch it three or not, go check out the movie. Um, I'm giving it now. So Angel, uh, here's how here's how you're gonna figure out how we do our our rating. So <laughs> I give it I give it a four four adobo out of five. What about you, Jay? Four adobos out of five? Yeah. Hmm. All right, so. I'll give it, I'll give it four and a quarter. All right, so Jay gives it four and a quarter adobos out of five. What about you, Angel? Four and a half. Four and a half. Adobos, so, yeah. All right, so if we do some quick adobo math, carry the four, carry the spice. Uh, so, uh, so. Overflow podcast can give it a four and a half. Four and a half adobos out of five. That's pretty. That's pretty good. So, go buy some adobo from Goya. Use it to season your meats, <laughs> and then go watch <laughs> the amazing. <laughs> go watch Spider. <laughs> watch. Go watch uh, Spider Man Homecoming. So, uh, now we're just gonna go ahead as always. We're gonna dive into uh, the next few minutes uh, talking about our talking about our topic. Um, so Jay, why don't you go ahead and introduce uh, what is that we're talking about today? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Jay is not paying attention or something. I'm, I'm putting attention. I'm just um... what you gotta doing gotta our doing our Spider Man our Spider Man imagery. Um, for because I had to add the the four and a half adobos, oh. right? So anyway, um, today let's talk about grace, baby. We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about grace because you gotta have grace, grace, grace. Your angel, man, you need you need to help us with like with all this like like cut music. I think man, be- I'm, I'm gonna have to do. I'm getting some ideas while I'm here, so <laughs> I'll shoot you guys some. You guys I think it'll be some dope. Like, like some drops. Like every right? time you mention uh, Adobo, you hear <laughs> like the seasoning coming out. <laughs> right, to have some drops and stuff. Hey, so now we're going to get into the main, t- the main topic. Main topic. Well, anyway, so we're going to talk about grace tonight, right? So 
Um, I've been digging deeply, deeply, check me out, deeply into the fact that um, grace, for me, the, the example or the definition of grace in the modern church now has been distorted. And it's been a little bit abused where it no longer means, you know, sorry, that's what coffee does to me. It's gone from meaning, you know, grace is a, it's unmerited favor or, or, or a gift that we don't deserve given to us by God to, you know, help us through forgiveness of sin to um, now, now these days and speaking to believers and, and trying to um, advise believers, right, where the, the, the modern day definition or what a lot of new believers or current believers think grace means is that it's it's almost like a free pass to commit sin or to live sinfully, right? It's like, oh, well, you know, God understands. He made me this way. There's grace for that, right? Oh, well, I can do whatever I want because there's grace for that. God will forgive me. So, and um, and it's, it's, it's a bad distortion, right? Because it's not what God intends grace to be it's it's a gift from god but not a gift to be abused right and it's also not a green light or a free pass for you to live a life like that does not glorify him thinking that it's okay for you to do because there's grace right it's not a get out of jail free card so right we're gonna open this up to um to conversation because it's, it's always good to have like different viewpoints and different understandings. And that's what we like to do whenever we have someone join us on the podcast, right? And um, the the verse, and we've been digging deeply into um, Romans 6 at, um, at Legacy. We've been digging deeply into Romans 6 like the, the, from, from 1 to 14. But we're focusing on 14 where it says, For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under law, but under grace. Right? And that first part is what's important. Right? Because if we're under grace, then it's, it's not an excuse or reason to like do whatever we want and sin however we want because we know that grace is there, but rather recognizing that because grace is there, right, we are no longer slaves to sin, right? So we reject sin and we stay away from sin because we have been granted the gift of grace. What do you think, Pastor Angel? <laughs> I haven't said that in a while. Um... The thing about grace is, and you guys know how I am when it comes to subjects like this. I go straight forward to it. Um, uh, if you're looking at grace the wrong way, it opens the door to be, uh, how you say it, uh, mediocrity? Yeah. Um, I said it right, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Puerto Rican. I'm trying to. <laughs> uh, and, and, and why I say this, because... Um, in the word, you find different Bible verses when it talks about um, to be careful with those who practice sin. Correct. So there's a difference between somebody who practice sin and somebody who, as we say in Puerto Rico and Spanish, fall in sin. Um, it can be we've made a mistake. And 
it became obviously became a sin and we obviously God's grace it covers us but then like like pastor was saying earlier pastor Jay was saying earlier he was saying that um there's people that are using this as an excuse to commit their sin and to say we're covered in grace now there's also um bible verses that talk about stay away from the people that are thinking about what they're going to do the next morning that's considered a sin so you telling me you're already thinking about the sin that you're going to commit tomorrow right at the same time you're thinking about it's cool i'm going to plan this i'm going to sin but everything is cool because god covers me in grace right that's that's the one where the that's where he says stay away from whoever practice sin is the guy or the female whoever it is that they're planning to commit the sin and don't really care about the consequences they already care about well you know i'm covered um, um god his blood covers me no matter yes. no matter what now straight i'm going to start to tell you guys straight up this has to do a lot with what are these people listening to in their churches so there's a lot you know how you say this in, in english it says the uh, eh, eh, el pueblo perece por falta de conocimiento People perish for lack of understanding. Yes. So there's a Bible verse that talks about that. And today we have a lot of leaders. They're behind that pulpit that, yes, a lot of them, yes, the Lord has called. A lot of them, they call themselves. Right. And with that said, you know, they're not really digging into the scriptures and they're just going by what they heard from somebody else. And from they go by other people's testimony. And then they come up here with a lot of stories They water down the gospel, and then they be like, hey, it's okay. He, he died in that cross for you. Uh, no matter what you did, he covers you. And, yes, that's cool, and, and the word says that. But for that to be your, how you say that, your motive to live as a Christian, there needs to be change. There needs to be consistency and show fruits that you are a Christian, not, that, not show fruits that every time I fall, God got me because of grace you know um that should not be the energy behind you being a christian you know if y'all understand what i'm trying to say yeah 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 no so yeah it's um yeah it's like um um i know i and i've used this example before I, you know i was at a i was at a church where it was all about god loves you as you are mm -hmm. and so what you would notice is you would notice people would come And they would be there for a month or two. And, uh, you know, they got a lot of, well, God just loves you. God loves you just the way you are. God loves you just for who you are. God just loves you. God loves you just for who you are. Like, that's all, that's, it's like the bulk of what they heard. Uh, and then you, they, you wouldn't see him for six, seven, eight, nine months. So, so what was going on? Well, it's simple, right? So they'd come to church to be told that God loves you no matter what you're doing. That kind of filled up their tank so that they could go do, you know, whatever dirt they wanted to do and not feel as guilty, right, about it. Um, because, hey, God loves me just as I am. It's funny because, you know, Jay, verse 14 and verse 15 in, in that same chapter says, what then? Are we, are we to sin because we are not under law but under grace? Right, apostles, by no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of of the one whom you obey, either sin, which leads to death, 
or obedience, which leads to righteousness. So, um, it, you know, it's it's so it's grace. Um, you know, to fully it seems it seems that right just just by just looking at these two verses, uh, to 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 live under grace, it's to live under obedience, right? Yes. And the the problem is is that we want to live under grace, uh, but we don't want to live uh, under we want to live under partial obedience, right? So. Uh, you know, oh, I'll give a dollar to the homeless guy, right? Because the Bible says help the home, you know, help the, the homeless, right? Bible says that somewhere in there, help the homeless. So I'm gonna give a dollar to the homeless. I'll do that. Uh, oh, uh, don't live with my boyfriend or my girlfriend. Ah, but you know we love each other, and mm-hmm. and, and God's about love, right? So so what, what's wrong? What's wrong with that? God is love. Well, Scripture tells us, right? There's a lot of verses that talk about, yeah, be careful about sexual sin. So I think, so that's kind of, that's kind of where we, that's the, that's the battle that we, that we have to, that we have to fight and always be aware of, right? Because we definitely, I I definitely don't, you know, we don't want to come off as like, well, yeah, we got to figure it out because we still, there are still things in our own lives, all, all three of us to have that we, we struggle with, with those things under obedience and grace. Correct. Right? Because we, we still want to do what we want to do. I mean, that's just, right? The flesh is weak, right? Spirit is willing, <laughs> but the flesh is weak, you know? Right. So. Well, the thing is that, the thing is this, right? And, um, and, it's, and, and it's sad, right? Because I, I, I have to go back and piggyback a little on what, on what Angel said about, about, you know, pastors or leaders that are on a pulpit or on a stage and or in a Sunday school room. I mean, it's right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Anywhere where 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 you can you can see that instead of instead of um, digging deeper into scripture, right, and being obedient to 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 doctrine and to what to what God is trying to teach us through His Word, you know, they go by trends, right? We we go by the fads because there are a lot of fads. In, in you know in the kingdom in the church right so it's trendy to speak this way and it's trendy to speak that way and it's trendy to you know because like the, the the ongoing trend is that because God is love and God loves unconditionally then you know God is just this this hippie gray beard dude sitting on the throne who doesn't judge doesn't condemn doesn't you know punish you know sin where sin abounds right and um that would be great you know what the pause there which is funny because if you ever try to correct someone, what did they tell you? Hey, only God can judge me. <laughs> so wait a minute. So, so God doesn't judge, but only he can judge but Only he can judge you. Right? Uh, <laughs> right? but, but that's what it is, right? It's because there's a misunderstanding of grace where they can say something like that and feel fully like vindicated. Right? right. To what they're saying and what they're doing. Right. Because they're not taught scripture. Right. They don't. You know, or if not, they only hear scripture on a Sunday, but but they're not like like motivated, right? Or or told or pushed. You know, get into the word, get into the word. I remember my grandmother would always tell me, you know, you can have your favorite preachers, right? You can listen to your pastor, listen to me, but never take the interpretation of man alone for what God is trying to say. Open up your Bible and see what God is telling you Himself, right? Because you know we can interpret scripture or twist scripture for our own gain 
right? And um, and right now, as I was saying, right, this this whole thing about he's a loving Jesus is loving. Like the the one that that bothers me the most is when I say, well, you know, God is love, and if God is love, then I don't think that God would punish me if I do if I com- just because I committed this sin. Yeah, dude. Yes, because God is love, you will be punished for committing that sin. It's like it's like you didn't have a dad, right? Like like you Correct. didn't have a dad or you didn't have a parent who didn't like offer some like tough correction, right? Because I know, right? And this is funny. This is a conversation that I was having with with Vince at work. Where I, I read an article about about mean dads, right? How mean dads need to make a comeback because now it's a generation of softies growing up, right? And I remember, and I'm telling Vince, like, you know, like, I loved my dad, right? I miss him every day. But growing up, I was scared of my dad more than anybody outside my house. Right. Right? Anybody. And it's not because I didn't think he loved me, or it's not because I didn't love him, but I know that if I did something wrong, and my dad found out, forget it. I was done. I was done. The worst things that I that I the worst thing I I I that I heard from my mom come from come out of my mom's house was deja que llega tu papa right wait till your father gets home no Bobby no and I would try to go to sleep early right or fake sleep when I hear the key in the door I would run to my room and try to like fake sleep and <laughs> one way or another he wake me up because I had I had to pay I had I had to pay. For, for my wrongdoing, right? Don't, don't do the crime if you can't do the time, right? That's like saying, well, you know, I'm going to go and I'm going to kill the bully that's bothering me. And you go before a judge and you say, well, I felt wronged. He was bothering me, so I just did what I needed to do. The judge is going to be like, all right, that's fine. But, you know, you're still, you know, you're still going to jail for, for, for murder one, right? Right. You know, so the thing with grace is that grace is a gift from God, Right. And I don't know, well, I can know, I can say that I know this about you guys because we're all Puerto Rican here and culturally we're all raised the same. But I know that um, like when we're given a gift, right, we don't reject it, right? Nobody rejects a gift, right? right? Even, and then like growing up, even if it's a gift you didn't want, right, and you make a face, you make a face but you still say thank you, Right. You give your titi a hug for giving you socks for Christmas, right? Yeah. Well, you didn't make a face because you get you get popped in the back of the head, yeah. you know. Or 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 uh, and your birthday came around and and your aunt, um, you told her what game you liked and she brought you the game that you already had, and you just <laughs> and she's like, "This is the one," and you're giving her the face like, "Yeah, that's yeah, that's thanks, the one. Thank you, I love you." And then you lock yourself in the room. I got two of the same games, <laughs> or, or, or worse, you tell her what game you want, and she gives you a pack of underwear because, <laughs> yes, I know you want the game, but you need you need underwear. you need underwear, you need yeah. socks, right, right. But you you don't reject the gift, right? And the things that grace, like all over the Bible, grace is 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 spoken of as a gift freely given from God, right? And, um, and we tend to abuse it, right? We tend to abuse it. We tend to see grace. We become so familiar. I, I think I said this on Sunday, that grace has become so familiar that we don't cherish it. Right? We don't realize that God's grace is what's keeping us from his judgment. Right, from his wrath. Right, it's keeping us from his wrath. Right, it's, it's basically keeping us from, it's keeping us from hell, right? Because... Because of his gift of grace, right, he sacrificed his son, 
right? Because of his gift of grace, we have forgiveness. Because he is so gracious and loving with us that we are able, you know, to sin and repent, right? When we fall, we can repent, right? Because the, the scripture portion that you read about slaves, right? Slaves have no choice but to do as their master tells them, right? Right? Or if not, you know, forget it. They get killed, they get whipped, whatever. You know, so if sin is your slave master, right, then you have no choice but to commit sin all the time, right? Correct. Grace is, is, that, is, is that other master that sets you free, right, and allows you to live freely, right? Not under the law. The law, it's not that, you, you know, you become lawbreakers or whatever, right? In this case, the law is that is is the constant reminder of of, of the sin, of right? The were. constant reminder right. of the oppression of who you were before God created a new thing in you. Right. It's like uh, you know, um, when when the uh, when the slaves uh, during the American Civil War, when the slaves were set free, uh, and the Union soldiers would 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 march were down here and they would you know a word would get out and be like hey slaves you're free now you're free you can leave the plantation you can you can you can go make a new life for yourself well you had slaves that would get up and leave i'm out of here right you had slaves that wouldn't leave the plantation that's all they knew they were still trapped even though they were given freedom right they they couldn't break out of the 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 mindset that there was anything better than that plantation. So they stayed at the plantation. Right? They stayed living there. And I think a lot of times, I mean it's not maybe that's not the perfect analogy, but a lot of times that's kind of how we are. Right? God, through the sacrifice of Jesus, has set us free. And when we accept that, we are free, right? And free indeed. But, however, um, I think because, because we've been told it doesn't matter what you do, so what, what in the reality what we're being told is it's okay to stay trapped in your sin. You know, so you're free. We're free. But we're, we're staying in the, in, the, in the plantation. And so, so we find ourselves in that loop of why do I keep committing the same sins to the point where it, it, it no longer makes a difference, right? It doesn't right. even affect it. That's why I termed, you know, I coined the term, I've used this before, I coined the term grace rot, right? Where, where grace becomes, uh, or, where, you know, it's like fruit. If you let fruit sit on a counter and you don't do anything with it, it gets rotten. And it dies, right? And it gets smelly, and uh, it invites worms and, and and flies and all that stuff. I think grace uh, kind of works the same way sometimes. If we just keep telling people that there's no need for repentance of what we're doing because grace, 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 well, uh, everything in Scripture is fluid, right? Things think there's movement in in what God does, right? Uh, and if we just swallow and just say, well, God, God got me. I don't need to repent. I don't need to repent. Well, ultimately, grace just becomes, it just rots. It rots. And it rots you. And you find yourself saying, well, I'm a believer. But it's like, the D, it's like DMX, right? DMX knows scripture. Yes. We know he knows scripture. I mean, in every album he's ever put out, he's had that one song where you're like, holy cow. 
all that filth that this dude that this dude rapped. This dude knows the truth. And then the last, the last, then, right? then, then the last track is Lord, Lord. I'm sorry for what I said in the living tracks. I'm coming to you, tell you, you know, you with me, right? But 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 see, but that's a, that's the example, right? He knows the truth. I believe DMX knows the truth. Yes, yes. Because he's he's said it. But but what's what's the problem? He's still living. God loves me. God forgive me. I'm sorry, but he doesn't make any movement out of that. He's still living in that, mm-hmm. in that kind of that f- idea of well, you know, God, God got me. And and yeah, I know it's there. I know it's there. But but what's happened? I mean, he's he's dying. Right. Uh, I mean, look at his look at how his life has turned out. He's been arrested. He's been in jail. He's he's hooked on drugs. Right. Why? Because well, I can always I can always leave that because God loves me. But if there's no movement, if there's no fluidity in our faith. It's like water, standing water. It just it just rots, and grace can rot. I, I believe that. I believe yeah. grace will just grace can rot grace, within you. Grace can rot and kill you. Ooh, well, spiritually. Ooh, speaking. Ooh. The, Ooh. The que- now the question becomes: uh, Who are these people that think this way? Are surrounded by? Where are they getting their food from? Who's um, who's feeding them? Um, and and that's that's a big responsibility because not too long ago, um, I always told myself um, growing up, thank thank God for Grandma. She passed like not too long ago, but thank God for Grandma. She she raised me in church, and I always said um, because of what I heard in church, I always said, man, when I grow up. If I do become a minister, it will be outside the four walls <laughs> and go talk to all these people that need Jesus. Well, growing up, I found out that the people that needed Jesus were the people inside the walls because <laughs> they were being taught wrong. They're not reading scripture. And um, not too long ago, a couple of years ago, uh, the Lord showed me it was kind of like a vision and I can hear his voice saying the reason a lot of these people are lost is because I gave responsibilities to leaders to teach them, to bring them towards me. And there's a lot of blood in their hands because they're teaching the wrong stuff. Um, and that was an eye opener for me. Um, and it has to do a lot with this subject we're talking about, about grace. Um, even when they talking about the thief, that was beside Jesus at the towards the end. See, that guy did whatever the heck he wanted to do, and at the end, he ended up in paradise. Right. That's what you're being taught in church. Right, right. Do whatever you want. God got you. But And I know this might be for another subject. In heaven, there's rankings of how much time you spend doing God's will versus the guy that accepted Jesus before he died. That's another subject that's going deeper into scriptures, but this is stuff that they're not even teaching this in Bible studies. What's the difference between the guy that lived a Christ-like life since he was 15, 20 years old till he was 80 versus the guy that accepted Jesus as a savior when he was 75 and he died at 77? They don't teach you that. They just think everything is the same as long as we make it up there. In Puerto Rico, these are the la agarrapando. Like right there at the end, as long as you, you the door was shut and you made it in there, your shoe fell out. As long as you snuck in. Yeah, you like, snuck yeah. in. As long as you're good. 
So people in these days are like, as long as I make it and I don't burn, I'm cool. And they forget about everything else. They don't want to grow. They don't want to start. Eternity starts down here. Eternity starts here. And then you, uh, eventually you pass, you, you, you go to heaven or whatever. But um, eternity starts here. Eternity don't start when, you, when this body dies and then you, you, you know. So it starts down here. And if you're not practicing down here what you're supposed to be doing up there, this is worshiping that know how to really go live in a, uh, with grace, um, not letting it rot like you're saying. You, you can enjoy your life down here. A Christ-like life instead of trying to make it and sneak in at the end and be like, "Ooh, I made it," and just live however you want to live down here. And then at the end, because not a lot of people get to say at the end, "God forgive me." You never know when it's gonna be that right. day that you. Well, and that's the thing: the thief, the thief, right? Um, he repented, mm-hmm. right? That's the that's the key, right? For, or what you're saying, because you know, oh well, you can you can. You can go to the end. Yeah. But the the thief had true repentance. Because there's a difference, right? There's a difference between saying I'm sorry and and really meaning that you're sorry. Correct. You know, it's like a, if you have siblings, right, and they hit you and your 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 parent or your grandma says, Hey, apologize. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't mean it. Right. Right? You're just saying it because you don't want to get that whooping if you don't say it. Right? <laughs> so, 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 you know, that's, that's the thing. I think that's where, and I think that kind of goes back to the very first thing. Well, why aren't, why aren't we living under a fluid grace? Why do we seem to be living under a stagnant grace? I think it's because um, we have to check ourselves and say, are, am I truly repenting? Or am I just saying I'm sorry so that I can hopefully cover myself? You know, hopefully, oh, it's enough, you know, to get me to get me to to the end, right? Uh, but but so that I can still live my life however it is that I want to live it. Right. Um, you know, so that's I mean that that's a question we all have to ask ourselves, you know, is my repentance true? I'm gonna I'm hit I'm gonna hit you guys with something. Uh oh. No, oh, no. That I, I want. I want you guys to. In flashbacks, me growing up in a in a Hispanic church, and <laughs> I I think now this is my opinion. Talking about true repentance. All right, so a uh, timeout because we had a weird situation here. You're gonna have a little blank in this tape. So Angel's saying he's about to hit us with something. He's about to hit us with his opinion. Well, you talked about true repentance, and this is something that I was thinking about. Yeah, I just got flashbacks from, I don't know if this happened to you guys, if you guys went through this. There was always... Well, may, maybe not Joaquin, because he wasn't raised in a Spanish church. Yeah, yeah. Well, There's a strong possibility this, that this could is, be Spanish this, church only. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spanish churches uh, are their own phenomenon. He, could, right. let's say he may, may relate to what I'm going to say right now. You're talking about true repentance, and it just brought me this flashback. Every Sunday, they did an altar calling. The same dude was there. Yeah. that's, that's Every uni- Sunday. Okay, yeah. that's, that's, universal. that's universal, yeah. Every Sunday. This, now, this is, this is my opinion. This is not God told me. I'm not going to. If somebody 
repented in a in a, a re, like deeply. That uh, every time every Sunday they do a, the altar calling, that person should not be there every Sunday. What is he going back to? What is he's being taught? Like you know, are, are he is he feeling? It can happen that he's feeling pressured by the pastor. Come up here, I need people up here because I just preached something real good. And I, pastors, a lot of time they say I'm the first one coming up front, and then they follow. You know, but is he repenting? Is he really repenting? And I always thought about that, and I, I'm thinking about that right now. I'm like, I noticed there was the same dude or a lady coming up front crying, I'm sorry. You said I'm sorry last Sunday, which I know we have to repent, but what what is going on in your life that's so bad that for 10 years, you every Sunday you crying up front, I'm sorry. That's a lot of that's a lot of new stuff you're repenting about. Yeah, so but, but, but I, I'm under the opinion, mm-hmm. right? I'm under the opinion, and and call it what you want, but I'm under the yeah. opinion that if there is an altar call for repentance and for prayer, that every person in the church should get up and go mm-hmm. receive prayer. Mm-hmm. Everybody, right? Because we all sin daily, we all fall short of God's glory, and there is none of us perfect and none of us sinless. Mm-hmm. Now, for that person who continually goes, number one, right? Most likely they haven't vocalized why they're there, right? Because not everybody that goes up for, for prayer goes up for repentive prayer, right? Not everybody that goes up goes up because, oh, you know, last week I did this, I committed these 10 sins, this week I committed these 10 sins, although that could be it, right? That could be it, but a lot of people go up every week and 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 I knew somebody in, in my church in Farakoy that every Sunday he would just go whenever there was a calling for for prayer for whatever he would go and he would just stand there and he would cry and cry and cry and people would pray for him and he would cry and um, the reason why was because he was so grateful because of what God not only took him out of and saved him from um, being like escaping the um, the civil war of, of of El Salvador, right? But being able to come here to the states and um, you know work, find good work, find you know a good wife, you know life, kids, like things were so much better for him that he would just every week just out of gratitude, right? Just being grateful, God, thank you, because like. Everybody around him died. They were all like, he would tell us stories of how, like, how the gorillas came and they, like, came into his house and they kidnapped him when he was 10 and he escaped. And then they came back and they kidnapped him again and they killed his family and they torched his house, right? So he was just, like, grateful to God that he was able to make it out, make it out alive and, like, just supremely blessed, right? So that's the thing. Like, we, we don't, we never know. Why we don't know exactly why that person just keeps showing up, and, so, and for that you should show grace. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But, but no, but I, no I just, definitely. I, the I, thing I, is, I needed to throw that in there. No, no but, the thing is, but you, you know, kind, no, but you kind of like listen. I, I, I'll say it. You kind of know, um, because you know, you 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 know, because you know how that person is when they're not going up there. Um, Especially in your smaller churches, right? Because more, more, big churches, big churches nowadays don't really do 
altar calls anyway. Uh, your smaller churches still, for the yes. most, kind of still do altar calls. Uh, listen, I remember when I was in college and we had a student-led ministry, and it was every Thursday night, and we go, and every Thursday night, the same girl would be crying about the same thing mm-hmm. and asking prayer for the same thing every week. And at some point, I'm, you know, I'm thinking, like, Yo, like maybe you need to do something else. Maybe stop doing that instead of <laughs> instead of just keep it asking, you know, for people to pray for you, uh, because uh, there seems to be a problem here, right? And I think I think that's more what Angel is is because you, you know, you know, like especially like I said, I, I went I went to smaller churches. You guys, you know, grew up in kind of smaller churches, so where you kind of knew the congregation, so you knew, like you know, like oh that dude's going up there. Man, I know, I know, I know what you've been up to. I know what you've been doing. You know, worse, worse are the worse are the people that that you know what they've been doing, and they don't go up for repentance because they feel that they're yeah. Good. Uh, and, and the point of my <laughs> my comment was, <laughs> yo, the point the point of my comment was that you ha- you have different you have different scenarios. Um, like like Pastor Jay was saying, you have different scenarios. What I what, you know what you said is because I I, for, I knew two. Two people in two different occasions where the lady was always possessed, oh, and she'll I come have, on a Sunday and, and go through all this, and we, you know, the church pray for her, and the pastor's like the the, the devil's sí, pero, out, pero también, this, this, that, like, that, or whatever, that whatever. Needs to, that, so, that that needed to like be like halted on his tracks. That's just to entertain. So so uh. three like. Two, three weeks later, again and again and again, and it was everything was the same thing. And going to what uh, uh, Joaquin was saying, they visited her house and she had a, she was doing voodoo stuff. She was oh. messing with all that stuff. But then she's coming every almost every Sunday to repent, to repent. But she's not getting she, rid of stuff that's in her house. Of- she's doing doing that. The other guy that I met, he was uh, you know having sex with his girlfriend, not married, and he was one of the leaders the youth leaders so we know what was going on so he'll go every sunday man this guy will like cry and cry and cry and it got to a point where like but just stop <laughs> just, just stop so this there's just to put it this way there's different scenarios the way the reason i mention it right is because whoever's listening to this might be one of those people that right. if you're one of those people, stop. You know, just stop. You know, just stop. Just you know, stop going to the pastor. Please pray for me. And then the week you do the same thing do, that he yeah. prayed for. Yeah. You know, so get yourself home early so you right. don't so, so you don't fall to, into to, that. to get to get back <laughs> on <stuff>. track. <laughs> this is what I love about like that's the, when the three of us get together. Forget that's about what it. it is, man. Right to get back on track. Right, grace should actively and continually work in the lives of God's people. Right. So we are we we should be gracious to each other, right? We should be gracious to others, right? Grace is given to us to serve others and to exercise our spiritual gifts for the building up of the of the church, which is um very similar to what Angel was saying, right? And 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 we we find evidence of this in First Peter um ten and eleven, where Peter says, as each has received a gift. Use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace, right? Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever, right? So the gifts are given, and especially the gift of grace, not just 
from God to us, right? So that we can f- live these full lives of being believers and knowing that we're his children and that he loves us and he covers us. And, you know, we, we, we have room, we have room to sin, right? But only if we, like, if that leads us to, to a quick repentance and a quick renewal rather than continual sinning because grace is there to cover that, right? And then, you know, as, as, as God loves us and as he shows us grace, it's, it's, it's not for us to keep it to ourselves and let it rot within us, as Joaquin was saying, but rather allow it to pour into us so that we can, in turn, pour it out to others, people that we know, people that we don't know, so that we can lead these people into repentance and into salvation, right? So they can know who God is the way we know him, the way we know him intimately, right? And we can build up the kingdom so that no one would be lost, right? Because grace, the gift of grace, is just another tool and another thing that we can use, right, to evangelize with and to lead people into a knowledge and um, of God's forgiveness and God's love for us all. Usually when somebody sees that you show grace and you're full of grace and love, um, the people might reject what you tell them and tell them at the beginning um, what you're telling them. uh, They might reject that, but when usually when they go through trials and tribulations, the the first person they call is you because you show grace. Because you showed grace, which is a good thing because then that's an opportunity to to continue continue pouring into them and continue showing grace and even, you know, praying and leading them. All right, so grace, what is it? We have no idea. Um, No, so, uh, all right, so... Uh, quickly, Angel, final thought on grace, or is that it? That, yeah, that, that was it. it, man. That was it. Cool. Jay, you said your piece. Yes? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for a response. Don't die, Jay. I, I, I wasn't <laughs> looking at you. Um, all right, look, listen. Uh, friends, brothers and sisters, uh, grace has been given to us because God loves us, but because grace has been given to us, we need to be obedient. And if you're out there and you're thinking that grace will cover all your sins and that's all you need, I challenge you to read through Romans again. I challenge you to read through Scripture again because grace will not save you. Only repentance and believing in Jesus Christ. That will save you. Grace is what gets you going. Grace is what helps you keep moving. So, listen, uh, it's never too late to repent. Never too late. So if you're out there listening, uh, just know that God is uh, hes there. He's waiting for you uh, to repent, to be obedient, and to move forward. Leave that old life behind. Hey, next week, me and Jay, we'll be gone. We'll be out of here. If we can find some Wi-Fi, maybe we'll post something on Instagram. <laughs> but uh, we ain't paying them international Roman charges. Uh, we want to thank our brother, Angel, uh, for being here uh, with us today. Always a pleasure. Um, Angel knows he's got a standing invitation. He can show up whenever he wants. That's right. Um, and listen, this is outcry.com. Go there. 
you can uh, from from there you can uh, sign up on uh, or follow the links uh, to sign up so you can get the podcasts when they get posted. Um, so, as I always like to say, with that being said, <laughs> we'll see y'all in what two weeks. Yeah. Peace. Thanks for listening. Remember to head on over to thisisoutcry.com for more content. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or Stitcher.